0: What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormal. I'm Johnny monoxide and tonight I am joined. What's up, Dogbot? Howdy, y'all. Howdy, a, man. How's it going? It's been a little while. Yes, my man been busy, but he's back. Yes. yes. So. Oh man, so how are the trade conference?
1: Um, well rested uh, and festive. They're they're wearing funny little Santa hats right now, and I uh, thought you said. I thought well, you they already—they
0: already have pointy ears. Yeah, right. But I was gonna say I thought you got them ugly sweaters, but I was like, that's just too much ugly in one spot.
1: Uh, well, I mean, some of them are itchy with the mange. You sure. know, some people think sure. that chupacabras are just uh, coyotes mixed with dogs, but with the mange, it's completely—you know—completely not true. They're their own subspecies. But like, uh, you know, they got a—they got a leathery hide. Some of them, and the—the the sweaters just uh. Makes them itchy, and it's well, not. It's not nice. I also don't like really dressing up dogs. I think it makes you kind of an asshole.
0: Other than the hats, the hats are okay. Hats are okay. I, I think hats, hats are fine.
1: Hats are fine in limited at, 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 for a limited amount of time.
0: Sure, you put a hat on your dog for his birthday to do the stupid dog birthday party. Take a picture. Take it off. You put the hat on for Christmas. You take the elf hat on and you take it off. You know what I mean? People that dress their dogs on a regular basis have problems.
1: If they're a basset hound, you got to put the tiny cowboy hat on them, right?
0: It's kind of a law. I'm pretty sure. Man, that's such a funny thing just thinking about it. <laughs> just think honestly, just think about a basset hound with a cowboy little cowboy hat on. And if you don't smile, I'm gonna punch you in the face.
1: Think about so. think about owning a basset hound and making the conscious decision that you're never gonna put the cowboy hat on.
0: <gasps> Why would you do like, that to that poor dog?
1: Like you're like you're taking some kind of stance or something. You're right? like, listen, I, I'm too cool to put my basset hound in the little cowboy hat. Right.
0: I don't know. It's kind of like they belong that in that hat. You know, that's it. That's it. And then there, there's, an, there's an exception to your rule, dog. But I think that a Basset Hound can pull off a cowboy hat all day, every day.
1: Only because they don't notice it's there.
0: Exactly. The other dogs know that stupid hat is there and it irritates them. They don't like it. It feels like a big dog is following them around or something, you know.
1: Like you're it. it- a Chihuahua already has a very high level of anxiety. <sighs> it's part hate of those their things. breed. I hate those but things. you, you—if you're going to put the tiny sombrero on them, don't don't make it for very
0: long. Mm. You know. Mm, I guess. If you have to have a Chihuahua, don't. Um,
1: listen, listen, Chihuahua Chihuahua mixes are perfectly good dogs.
0: <sighs> My mom has a every Chihuahua every Peekinies. Chihuahua
1: mix I know has been. A perfectly fine little dog.
0: My or, mom has a Chihuahuanese. Chiwanese, whatever you want to call it. A, P- a Picoahua, whatever the fuck you call it. It's half Pekingese, half Chihuahua.
1: Well, your issue is probably more with the Pekingese side, to be honest. What do you mean? But Pekingese are very, very irritating dogs.
0: Yeah, there's that. It's super needy and stuff. No, I just th- I was going to say it's a mix, and it doesn't have the, asp- the, uh, the attributes and aspects of a Chihuahua that I hate. So, the only dog that's ever attacked me in my life was a Chihuahua. and It was two times. I've been attacked twice by Chihuahuas. I've never been attacked by any other dog. All other dogs love me. Dogs well, and kids. F-
1: yeah. It probably felt like it could bow up on you.
0: They're, they feel like they can bow up on anybody. That's the, one of the problems with Chihuahuas. They, they, are, they are Napoleon Complex walking on four legs.
1: You know, I, I've come to believe that the Napoleon Complex wasn't real it's like, not
0: I, I don't have it I, I, know, I mean I, I know think, I know short guys I, that do I know short guys that do uh, that
1: was really defensive by the way like but, I, I was going to go into a diatribe about how Napoleon probably didn't even think about being short because he was such an awesome military leader well but, not if you like,
0: have watch the new movie the movie's terrible but,
1: well no, the, no he's an awesome military leader in the movie he's just not good at sex
0: no he's only an awesome military leader in the movie because the sex he's because he's bad at the sex
1: Dude, it's it's it's
0: it's such a terrible it's still a it's, girl boss it's movie really awkward it's at the end really of the movie awkward. at the end of the movie it's still a girl boss movie because she I runs don't,
1: I, it's, it's it's gay it's whatever it's gay did you watch it um yes i i took my son to see it for his birthday oh you did
0: oh i'm sorry
1: well he mean, wa- i
0: mean dude, oh, it, was I his, liked- it was his call
1: yeah he was like even if it's cringe let's just go enjoy the cringe war movie together
0: okay, okay. i mean that's that is a really good way of going into it, setting zero expectations whatsoever.
1: Um, I enjoyed the battle scenes.
0: I don't I see how you were wouldn't. All, I,
1: I thought they were all very well done. Who like, directed it? But still, but still, Ridley Scott's best battle scene is the one at the very beginning of Gladiator. Is it a Ridley that Scott movie?
0: movie? Yeah. Okay.
1: He's not good at telling a love story. He's good at directing battle scenes. I wish... To, uh, like... I I can foresee in the future a edit of Napoleon being done that edits out about 38 minutes of the BS between him and Josephine Mm. and makes it a tighter, more concise movie. Now, it'd be impossible to get rid of all of it entirely, but you could probably you could probably chunk out a good uh, 38 minutes. And make it a pretty, pretty tight, compact uh, Euro- European war movie. Yep. Hmm. Did you see it?
0: I watched a lot of parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing.
1: Okay. So.
0: And I've also, it, I also have taken the well. No, I've I've seen a lot of big parts of it. It's already up on. It's already up on Telegram.
1: Right, but like you're, I I don't see it as a girl boss movie. Okay i mean that may be a hot take i i see it as this guy has really awful taste in women and she even says to him at the very beginning when they hook up with each other i'm a terrible woman and he's like i don't care dude that's like the story as old as time yeah it's like it's like dudes that are like they're like oh i could fix her
0: right 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 no
2: I guess, I, I, just, I guess, I mean, gonna, you know what, maybe I, because I, I, I haven't
0: I, seen the, hold on, maybe it's because I haven't seen the whole thing, but like what I took out of the, what I took out of the 20 minutes that I've seen altogether is that the, like she was in charge, but okay, I'll, I'll, you know, it's a Ridley Scott movie, so it can't be bad, but it's got my, you know, it's got second worst Joker. So,
1: well, well, well funny thing is, is she's actually not in charge, you know, like when he makes some, when he makes some decisions, he makes some absolute decisions and he, Like, but he does the thing where he's like, I made you Empress of France and you're not fixed yet. You know, like it, it, he's just, he was an idiot when he came to this one broad. I mean, what are you going to do? How many dudes, you know, are idiots over one broad that are obviously not good for them?
0: Uh, Not what? No, who me? No. Oh, oh! I thought exactly. you were ta- talking about other people. No, that never happens. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> Right. It's right. It's it's less of a girl boss thing and more of a dudes making terrible decisions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And mates. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah, you're right. That was me a long time ago. I'm I'm happily married for a very long time. So. Uh,
1: you know the the beauty of it is is he hooked up with the uh, he hooked up with the princes of Austria and he pumped out a few kids.
0: Right. Supposedly. Allegedly, uh, allegedly,
1: and a, and a bastard, you know. So, like, yep. you know, he he'd, he'd did get okay for a little man. guy.
0: Did it look okay for Manlet, You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, me, 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 getting. Def- I wasn't getting defensive. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: It, dude, you interrupted me to like say I'm not like that.
0: <laughs> I, well, I thought you were going there with that. Is why I said that. No, I preempted. No, the, oh.
1: I was saying I don't think the Napoleon complex exists.
0: Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. I was like, well, I don't definitely. Do Do
1: I think that short guys get uptight about being short and feel like they have to overcompensate? Yeah, but I don't think they should be able to attribute that to Napoleon. I don't think Napoleon (laughs) was that kind of person.
0: Oh, I get what you did. Okay. Rude. (laughs) Nigga's been gone for like six months. He comes back. First thing he does is short jokes this guy, I, no. this, so guy just- this guy I was just, I was just, don't give me that i was just just bullshit i get that they need to just call
1: it <laughs> something else you
0: know i definitely don't have that though i don't care like that's the thing people people think i care that i'm short people think i care that like these things like you know what i mean i don't care i don't care it doesn't yes it doesn't it doesn't impress me that people are taller than me it doesn't you know I'm, i'm i'm doing just fine No, they don't don't care
1: that you're, they don't think that you care that you're short. They think that you care about the quality of steak at a diner.
0: Oh, that's right. I do. I don't want my child eating a shitty diner steak. When we have, when we have grade A local, grass fed, non, you know, non vaccinated, fully, I don't know, you know what I mean? Beef. I know you're, I
1: I I don't know. You're running out of adjectives. I'm running
0: out of adjectives for the perfect fucking steak, you know? That are cut at an inch and a half thick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a diner steak's like at best three eighths of an inch.
1: Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to get a kid to rub the bottom of his feet with turpentine soap? What? What? Well, you're not going to get a kid to do a parasite cleanse after a freaking diner steak, oh, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Well, we, I've, <laughs> so we, my wife and I have done the, the worm pill, right? We did the parasite thing a couple of times and trying to get my, my son to do it. He's not doing it. I'm not drinking wormwood, dad. Oh, yeah, word. I yeah.
1: oh I know. Like try to get him to do the disymmetrious earth fucking mixture. Yeah, uh, I haven't mm-hmm. had a hard
0: enough time with that. Or or the, uh bentonite clay. Yeah. Mm.
1: No. <laughs> but...
0: It works though. I mean it does the thing, so uh
1: yeah, I know. And the charcoal pills and dude, that like
0: mm-hmm. dude, charcoal and oxygen pills together. You wanna talk about explosive farts? Holy shit.
1: No, thank you. Yes.
0: All right. Um <laughs> But the parasite pill, actually, if you've been in, reading chat recently, the uh, the parasite stuff's come up again recently. Um, I I am still a firm believer in the in the fact that we should be we should be, excusing deworming ourselves at least once a year, at least at minimum. We're the only we're the only mammals in captivity, in the West that don't get dewormed your cats, your dogs, your pigs, your cows, your horses, everything gets dewormed except you.
1: Uh I do every 6 months.
0: Okay. Well, I do too. I mean, but like, you know, at minimum once a year, right?
1: I had to quit doing the diasymmetrious earth and the bentonite cuz it was
0: uh, I know. It was it was causing havoc. I yes, it does. It it causes um uh, just say slow traffic. Yeah, slow traffic.
1: Uh yeah like yeah. I, I almost made a fucking diamond in there
0: you know like that's hilarious i know what you mean i know exactly what you mean Ow, yeah just thinking about that as ow all
1: right I know, I know when that came out i was like man i could power a freaking train with this thing you, for yeah a, like, fucking run a rea-
0: run a reactor for a month all right uh, so Man, what else is going on that you've missed? Um, ha- Merry Christmas, everybody! This is probably going to be the last content show before Christmas. Uh, it's a Christmas miracle. Dogbot's back. How about that for for the Christmas show? Merry Christmas! Deck everybody. the halls, deck the halls, and um, yeah. So we got a couple of Christmas bonuses, right? Dogbot, we had a, uh, we had we uh, we're gonna we're running out of we're running out of content for certain things because some some things are being sunsetted uh the njp is no longer and it appears that our friends at other places are running themselves into the ground as well
1: well i'm i'm terribly sorry that the uh friends of ours that have gossip podcasts about you know these people are going to run out of stuff yes uh, uh they're, i'm sure they'll find other things to talk about um we will <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm not okay. So I'm not holding my breath, right? About what? So about getting the apologies that are due to me. For calling out, oh, to you, all this, yeah. For bro.
0: calling out, yeah, it did, come on, not for, not from you. No, I'm not talking about from you. It's Like, bro, I'm letting you know right now that do you have any idea the stack of IOU apologies that are owed to me, and I'm never gonna get? Dude, don't please don't hold your breath thinking that's ever gonna happen. No,
1: and no, no. Not, I would, ne- I would never because like I'm, I'm quite magnanimous, so I've been told.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, like that's I, Sudan. I, I, hold I, on, I, hold I, on. I, to be fair, that's Sudan that says that.
1: That's my buddy right there. I love know? Sudan, but That's, he doesn't I, like you
0: very much. No, he loves me. I know he does.
1: We're, fr- we're friends. That. He, I know, he, he I knows, know. He knows sometimes I have to put a piece of duct tape over his mouth because it's too loud. I know.
0: I know. Yeah, uh, uh, well, he's black. It, that happens.
1: Do you know how I go through a whole roll with I know. that guy? He's got you big know, lips, like, Very large lips. Uh, huge. You know, like two inner tubes pushed together. So. George Floyd on I, steroids. Uh, oh, oh, this, wow. Wow. Just when he thought his heart couldn't get any bigger.
0: I um, <laughs> like the Grinch. It grew three sizes yeah. that day. No.
1: Yeah. But I said in one of my stupid VMs that only a thousand people listen to. Um
0: That's more than it, a lot of other people's podcasts get.
1: Sure. But I, I'm just saying, like, I never had any I never had any illusions that there was a, more than a thousand people at a time ever listening to those things, right? Sure. But I said very explicitly your pundit cannot lead you to the promised land i'm terribly sorry i know that people really want it to happen you know like mm-hmm. anytime like like you know they for a long time people are like tucker for president you know and they like, still boog- do like,
0: it i mean it's for a long time they still do it
1: i know i know but like uh when rush limbaugh was alive he would have callers call all the time and say Rush, why don't you run for office? Right. Because it's a phenomenon that you hear these people say things that you believe about what's going on in the
0: world. And they have great takes on these things. That's why they're on the radio. That's why they're the ones telling you these takes, because they're good. Right.
1: But the same kind of person that gets into that is the same kind of person that becomes a stand-up comedian or a radio DJ. You know, like it's 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 not the quality of human being that can handle leadership because eventually the ego gets in the way and the ego of anybody who has smoke blown up their ass about how great their takes are, about how funny their show is, you know, how many listeners they have, how many subscribers and all that stuff. It, it goes to your head inevitably. You know, and, yeah. and it's and it's and it's very hard. It's very hard for any of these people, yeah, you, you know, like you had stand up comedians who totally kill it in front of a in front of a full audience, right? And then afterwards they get backstage and they're the most depressed they've ever been in their lives and they start doing a bunch of drugs. I'm not saying that happens with every podcaster or radio DJ. I'm just saying like you're you're not capable of handling the certain pressures that actual leadership requires and so like when you confer all this like power and authority over someone who's just trying to find things to talk about for two and a half hours every three days or you know what i mean like it's 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 not realistic but but it's not going to stop either you know, there there are people you know, there are young people who are into the Nick Fuentes guy. They want him to
0: run for office too. But like Dude, but they if, do. No, yeah, Nick Fuentes would make a great he'd make a great president one day and all this shit. Dude, just because the guy talks really good doesn't mean that he can do things. These people can't do things. None of them <clears throat> I said this, and Jesse Sven, seventh son, had his had his Pants pissing meltdown the other night, uh, and when he said that he called Mike a bum with uh, a childless bum with a koi pond, and he called the other guy a bum with a big forest. Uh, this is a bum. That guy's a bum. That guy's a bum. They're all bums. They're all failed. You have a failed. You have a uh, failed coder. You, you know, and they say Mike Enoch's not Jewish. Let me just say one thing. Uh, the best evidence that he's Jewish is that he was a a coder that couldn't code in New York City, making six figures.
1: Like, all that aside, like that's a Jewish, that, anyways that's beside the all point that, all, all that that those things like about these are bums these guys are.
0: can't lead anything anybody who well, I'm trying the point I'm trying to get to is that anybody who thought that any of these people could have led any sort of anything you got a waiter you got a guy who you know was in the maybe in the army for four years the other guy uh, one guy was a school teacher and another guy you know what I mean one guy was the gate you know when one, one, one guy checked IDs at William Luther Pierce's meetups I mean I don't know like None of these guys have any leadership qualities and anybody who had any sort of leadership was ostracized from them. They had people, they had people who worked with major political campaigns that wanted to help them that did major successful political campaigns, like actually keeping people in office for many years that never should have stayed in office, like doing that kind of work, like the kind of work that these people would probably need to have done for them. Uh, They pushed that guy and his and a couple other people out people that actually had leadership skills, people that knew people that knew how to run how to run operations, people that that had done stuff in the military. The, they ran everybody like that out and it was all podcasters. Well, what happened was you started off with uh it was drinking buddy nationalism and then it went to friendship nationalism where they were selling friendship, right? First it was just drinking buddies where you're just drinking you were drinking while listening to their podcast while they were drinking, right? And then it was then you you know there were the pool parties and then it was uh then it was, uh, you know, the pool parties. Then there were the big paid events where you could hang out. You could pay to meet these guys, you know. And then all of a sudden, it became, let's do a political party. And so, and here so we
1: are. the the other thing that I discussed in my VMs is what the actual definition of grifting means. You know, like it's something that's thrown around constantly. Like if somebody's like, "All right, well, I put out uh, two hours of." uh, conspiracy entertainment content a week. So I'm going to make some t-shirts and I'm going to sell these t-shirts so I can make perhaps a little bit of money for all the effort that I put in because, uh, because other than recording the actual show, the two hours it takes to record the actual show, uh, there's hours of potentially researching or reading books or fine or paying for, you know, paying for things to do research, you, you know, that, that, that is front loaded, Right. And then the free time spent doing that away from doing other things so that there are two hours of solid content that people can just download. But like if you sell t-shirts, suddenly you're a grifter. You know, if you ask for donations, suddenly you're a grifter. But the actual definition of grifting is ways of getting money dishonestly that involve tricking someone. And, in many in many cases that has to do with the political context. So you have people that swindle you out of money uh, by promising you some kind of political gain to be had from it. And that that was obviously what seemed to be occurring and the the awful thing was like the worst accusations were it's a federal honeypot. That they're just trying to get names and faces to do little small January Six style Gestapo uh, things to people and you know peppered across the country, right? And then, but the 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 area that I leaned towards was that it was just a really bad vanity project for a podcaster. You know that it was a way of, like because. At some point, these guys had tricked themselves into thinking that their racist Opie and Anthony show was somehow—I don't know—like as popular as Opie and Anthony, which had millions of listeners in uh, several markets, right? But at most, what would you say? Like at their at their peak, a hundred thousand listeners per episode.
0: Um, peak. I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe a hundred thousand total
1: uh, a yeah. hundred thousand listeners per episode is I think if I I think in ra- FM talk radio terms, not AM talk Mm-mm. but FM talk radio terms, you're talking about the 47th or 48th market in the country
0: right, right. That's you a know, pretty big uh, like, fucking market actually
1: like like like
0: huh? That's a pretty big market if you think about it I, I, I mean, in f- considering what they did.
1: I, I I yeah at the peak right? right 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 You're talking you're talking about like Columbus or you're talking about you're you're talking about Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati you know, uh, Sacramento
0: No no not that not that big Sacramento is fucking I, I, huge dude
1: I I I I I think as far as radio markets are concerned
0: Sacramento is huge I right? for, for like talk radio I would t- anyway we're arguing we're arguing in a stupid point but yes I got uh, but, uh, uh, yeah.
1: but sure but what what I'm what I'm saying is is Every popular radio host in markets like these, at some point during their popularity, to draw attention from the fact that they're egotistical pricks, they do, uh, like a charity thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like they do like a, they do like a, sort of like an activisms. Right. You know, the, we had a guy here, uh, in the DFW Metroplex, uh, God, God rest his soul. His name was Russ Martin. His show was immensely popular he didn't feel like going nationally syndicated because he loved doing uh north texas dallas-based content he had about three thousand listener listener uh, 3 million listeners per episode at some point he decided to do the russ martin police and fire foundation and the police and fire foundation uh it, the intended purpose was that the money raised for the police and fire foundation would to be given to fallen, the families of fallen police and firefighters in the DFW Metroplex. The real reason he did it was because he had uh, very expensive Batmobiles and the Speed Racer car and the car from Starsky and Hutch mm-hmm. and uh, the Dukes of Hazard car. He collected cars from TV shows that he really liked, and he liked to go 150 miles an hour down I-30 and not get a ticket. Mm. There's not a single fucking police officer that was going to give Russ Martin a, t- a speeding ticket for for driving his Mach Five uh 125 miles an hour down 183. Cynical, right? Yeah, totally. But that's but that's because it's a vanity project. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, a, a, and at some point, a, at some point, the upkeep of the vanity project became too much. And you conferred too much responsibility to really weird, creepy weirdos and all the weird, cre- creepy weirdos are all banging each other and ripping each other off and talking crap about each other and telegram chats. And, you know, it, it became, it becomes too much. And you're like, F it. I don't want I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. I'm done. Eh. You, you're gone. You, I'm done with you. You know? let's go back to talking about uh, science fiction shows and uh, making uh, racist parody songs you know go back to your bread like let's get back to the bread and butter you know maybe they'll do that maybe they won't you know I I, I never listened to any of it so like I have no I have no dog in the- like that's the thing when I when I, I saw all this stuff happening a year and a half almost two years ago at this point. Like, I had no dog in the hunt. I didn't listen to any of these guys stuff. The thing is is uh, th- some of the people I know that were upset with me about my interpretation of these events, right? They
2: mm-hmm. they're upset
1: with me because they had listened to thousands of hours of these guys. You when you listen to hundreds and uh, over hundreds and thousands of hours of of certain people, right? you get attached to them it's it's psychologically impossible not to they like it it, it, it's like what what the one guy you don't like said it is like a friendship simulator yes that's what talk radio has always been that's why morning shows are so popular in different cities right because 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 i'm stuck in my car and there are these people talking about things going on, and they're cracking jokes, and they're and some of them are funny, some of them are annoying, you know? But you feel like you get to know them, right? You And, like, you, you can't tell what's a bit and what's not. You know? Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm, is what mm-hmm. it is. You know? And, and, and like, and so I didn't fault it. I, like, I, I wouldn't mad at any of these people that they didn't see the observation the way that I saw the observation. But like I, I, this this was all entirely predictable. And then as these different things were happening, like kicking out the the Prussian socialist guy, the Greg dude, and his long diatribe about honor and capability and everything. I like, and then he ended it with some like Nazi marching song at the end, <laughs> or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I listened to that and I was like. Oh man, things are not looking good in Vanity Project Land, you know. And then, you know, there's, there's something about like a sort of like shell game, shuffling of the funds and everything. Dude, that's like that. That was when it was like you know the writing was definitely on the wall, right? Because because you got the guy who has in his own head uh, believes that he is. He's on this sort of, like, deeply passionate ideological mission, right? And he's in charge of the books, you know? And, and he's got, like, he's 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 got this self-worth and integrity on the line, right? And you're just like, F that guy. Goodbye. You know, and then expect, and then, you know, you take his show off the air, you know, like, you, you know, you, you take his status from him.
0: Right, right. Right, so you knock him down in status,
1: and and he, and the whole time the guy doesn't realize, dude, you were you were in a scene. It's a scene, just like just like the 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 post hardcore punk scene of the of, of freaking Massachusetts in the early two thousands, where bands are ripping off Slayer riffs and doing like grindcore, but they're they're wearing like. They, they they got their hair spiked up and they're wearing like tight jeans and ironic uh freaking hair metal shirts you know what i mean like like it, it was it was a little like a little music scene and these bands come out of it and they're all really really cool and everybody wants to be like these really really cool bands that only 45 people know about you know and, and like if you say like oh i'm not really into that band oh well, well you're not in the scene anymore
0: right right
1: you can't be in the cool kid scene.
0: Nope, you can't be in the cool kid scene because, you know, you, you said the wrong thing to the wrong person. And then and then when all the things go bad and everything goes bad and you, and you get online and you get on the you get on the air and you cry about it and, and you you cry about how everybody fucked you and it's not your fault.
1: Well, it's going to happen, man? Oh, wait, did I skip it? What 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 else are what what else are you left to do? What else are you left to do? Hmm. I, I don't I don't blame a single person involved for for reacting the way that they are to uh this colossal train wreck of a vanity project collapsing in in front of their very eyes. And I'm sure many of them uh saw the writing on the wall much sooner well, and because they don't want to step on the toes of the guy that they that they think is the coolest kid in the scene, uh they didn't do anything. They didn't say anything. Some of them drifted away, I'm sure. Some of them are, you know, some of them are making the, the Pepe with the cigarette face. You know? Yep. Ooh,
0: like they, yeah. Uh, I've been getting lots and lots of DMs. Sorry, Johnny. Johnny, I'm sorry. Johnny, I'm very sorry about all that. Johnny, sorry about the whole thing. You were right about the NJP. Johnny, you were right. Johnny, you were right. Johnny was right. Johnny Monoxide won. Johnny was right
1: when one of the guys on our show a couple of years ago completely completely crapped the bed in a few chats part of uh, something that we did to to uh try to uh make amends because we were still on the network at the
0: time. Just tell, yeah. Look, Jack. Jack went and said some dumb stuff that he shouldn't have said. Got himself semi, got himself fired from the show. I had to do some, I had to do some, some apologizing to them because he did some, said some things and made people a tear. No, this sad. Was, this
1: was, no, 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 no. This was before that, like he got fired. Oh, was it? Yeah, we had him read uh, the White Christmas uh, thing That's on right. the air. That's right. To, to, to try to be diplomatic mm-hmm. and to try to be nice
0: hmm
1: you know because like when it came down to it we didn't really want to be involved in it we just wanted to talk about spoopy cool stuff and like we didn't want to be told we didn't want to have our like the content that we were talking about dictated and then at some point uh we were told that the the head of the vanity project has this really bizarre um explanation for all the COVID lockdown nonsense and that if we don't adopt it then uh we're idiots and we're like well it's it's a stupid take it's it's absolutely stupid oh juice scared so worldwide lockdown no that's stupid sorry And and like then we're like then then that's when the attacks really started coming out. That that's when it was like, Well you guys believe in nanobots and the vaccines and blah 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 blah. It's like no on the show and see I'm I'm sober, so I I remember the crap that we talk about. Like I don't just get blasted and just start and just start talking on a microphone for two hours. We brought up all the weird videos that we were seeing with people analyzing the vax and seeing little squid monsters in there and nanobots and all that stuff we didn't say we think that that stuff is in the vax we just said there's there's a lot of weird stuff going on with these with the vaccine you know and our 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 basic overall take was i don't want to put it in my body Right. I don't have to I don't have to risk what's in it if I don't put it in my body. And many of us already had whatever the the coof was and we uh, and because we have strong immune systems we got over it. So the idea that I have to I have to take the jab for
0: any reason at all was absurd. Right. So, right. And to say, well listen, if you got to get it to keep your job or you got to get it to, like they were justifying People were justifying them, you know, telling people that well, you know, if you have to do this for this, if you have to do that, for well, just wear a mask, dude. Just do, just to get along, to get along, go yeah, along just, to get just, along.
1: Just, just comply. just comply. Just comply, dude. Just do just it. Consent. Just do it. Comply. Just consent. do it.
0: Just do it. Nobody ever said that the vaccine. Nobody ever said that the. We we were showing videos that people were like, "Look, this is kind of weird. There's a fucking submarine in this video. That's weird." Why is there a submarine in this vaccine? Like, dude, I don't know. Everything on the internet now with the advent of AI being as popular as it is, it's like, oh, my God, what's real? What's not? I don't even know what's real anymore. That's the whole entire point.
1: I took a brand new N95 mask.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember And this. I
1: and, and I put it under a microscope, and I saw black fibers wriggling around. hmm Okay, I don't know what those were. I was told that's graphene. I I was not hallucinating. I had two other people I worked with who'd know nothing about any of the you know air quotes dumb crap that I was I was researching at the time. and they were like, what is that? are those bugs? Okay? like yeah, I wasn't making things up. I want, I was seeing these videos online and I'm like, ah, oh, come on. You know, like I was doing the, the Jim Carrey from liar, liar thing where he's trying like trying to drink, you know, he's, he's trying to drink some water and he throws it down. He's like spitting. He's like, ah, oh, come on. You know, like I, I, and then I saw it and I'm like, oh, there's something really weird going on. I don't know what it is. I never knew what it was, but then it became a thing unto itself. Then it became this phrase covid politics. It's like Right, right, right. No, right. no, it's not about the covid, dude. It's about all the crap, it's about the megalomaniac behavior of like weird mayors from different cities doing all kinds of bizarre like mind control levels of martial law on people. You're talking like guys getting arrested for surfing by guy, by by people in freaking like SWAT gear.
0: Yes, yes. Okay? They shut. The, like, they had, uh, a guy, uh, they uh, had a guy. They had a guy. They look, dude. They shut. The, Buzz Killdozer.
1: Yes, Buzz Killdozer was the best. Was the best example. Yes, that was bu- the best example. That was the best example. It's like it's a skate park out in the open in the sun with sea
0: winds. Right, constant and, sea winds.
1: And you're worried about. You're worried about a germ, right? And and and, and like I'm the crazy one because oh, COVID politics. You know how look at how well it did you on the election, buddy. Like, dude, the elections are fake. Go ahead, like I, you know, that's the funny thing about the Vandy project. Like, go ahead and run some candidates, see where it gets you. I hope you got some. I hope you got some really tight buddies in the buddy buddy club. You know, you may be able to get a I don't know city councilman position, but they could they couldn't even run anybody for dog catcher. Okay, right. like there was over a million dollars, at some point funneled into this vanity project. Where'd it go? You know that that should that should trouble people. Also, like this is the biggest like. Well the funny thing is is I don't know very many people that are uh politically aligned in the fashion that they were supposed to be, right? Like I've only met like a handful of people my entire life. Right? And think of the silencing effect. You know, uh it, it, you know like whenever they whenever they clamp down what what do you call it like when you clamp down on somebody for their speech. But, it, you know, it's it's not intended to get rid of free speech, but it's intended to shut people up. Was that the uh, deafening effect? What is that, Johnny?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think that's what they call it. Where they that, they shut down free speech just to.
1: Well, no, they, sh- they shut down one guy, you know, for what they say, right?
0: Oh, right. Yeah. And it, it has, has a deafening a, effect on everything. It's like when they sued Alex Jones for a billion dollars. It's supposed to shut down all conspiracy talks.
1: So, so basically, like, anybody in the next five to, you know, five, maybe ten years that feels like doing anything that they call political organizing, they're going to see what happened here and be like, I don't want to get involved in that. You know, like like, the behavior of so many of these people is so... Like, Mm -hmm. who wants to get involved in that? I don't want to have anything to do with that crap. I don't know anybody that wants to have anything to do with that kind of crap. They don't want to have that in their lives. You know, and then you have the people who are like, We're just not going to do anything at all? You know, like, I I would rather live a good life and uh, be the... And through the attraction of being a good person in my life, like influence more people than uh, standing in front of an empty courthouse in Ohio and screaming at people uh, right. that happened to drive by.
0: Right. Yeah. I, or or I, I, protesting I in I, a hockey, protesting in a hockey game where people are going in and out trying to have a good time to go to see a hockey game. And they come outside and says, justice for this person that was murdered by blacks. What?
1: Sorry. Which is true. Person got murdered by blacks.
0: Sure. Happens every day. Happens every day. Uh Colin Flaherty used to do a show about it all the time. And he died. He died of the vax. So
1: oh, vax status.
0: Mm. Yeah, these people no, no, Jesse said things on his little drunken stream that bitch said those things about um We broke up over COVID politics over COVID, because Johnny didn't believe the COVID was a bioweapon. Nobody ever said it was a bio... Or no, COVID, he thought COVID was a bio... We thought COVID was a bioweapon. We never said that. The straw manning that goes on about the things that we say on this show is amazing. The amount of straw. I could build several houses for several little pigs. I know none of you get this reference because you're way too young. But you got to talk about it.
1: I called it an economic bioweapon. We, we both know, did. Like- we
0: called it an economic 9-11
1: you know it was it was absolutely intended to completely restructure the, the financial world. system yes the and, entire and financial
0: did. system the entire everything if, and if people don't think and we said this from the beginning if you don't think that there's a global governance going on right now how did that global lockdown work out for you
1: oh but they didn't do it in sweden oh yeah so they had like a test they they had like a test run somewhere yeah so
0: <laughs> right right right
1: all right we we got we got all that out of our systems. we got all
0: that out of our systems you guys can check out um i was on the kill stream earlier uh you can check out the absolute state of white nationalism there will be a live stream uh be recorded after this uh jack is going to be there with hans gruber jeep and myself i'm actually going to stop by that um there's a lot of content going on about this. Yes, it's, it's a really, it's an interesting thing. And, and one of the things that we, we forget to mention this and the whole thing is that a lot, a lot of good people were taken in by this. A lot of good people, their lives. Very good people. Yes, they were given hope. Friends of ours, moms, you know, friends of ours, friends of ours mothers, friends of ours fathers were taken in by this. Brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever, you know. They were taken in by this ruse, this this false hope of this white advocacy group this this white al sharpton group right well in that's all, what it
1: that in that in that what they were like it seemed like they were shooting they were
0: angling for they were angling, for. They were angling that? for that what yeah yeah justice for ethan Lyming, justice for waukesha you know all this stuff and then they would they did the thing where they thought they did something in east palestine but that was ridiculous i mean like none, none of the things they did at the end of the day none of the things they did mattered to anything important and the only thing that was there's a lot of money taken in and a lot of nothing done. A lot of wasted and volunteer hours. There was a lot of wasted hopes. A lot of people who thought they were getting more than they did. All they really got was racist drinking buddy nationalism, but with speeches. And that's not what these people wanted. These people, a lot of these people had families and houses, mortgages, children, you know. And... They were hoping, you know, this was the thing that they could put their hopes on that they could this national justice party was gonna be a thing that if they weren't running dog catchers and and, and school board members and town councilmen, you know, I mean like they're not gonna run for fucking president. That's the fucking thing that ran bought and those fucking idiots. Oh, why'd you think they were gonna run in fucking president? No, dude, but I want them to run for librarian at least. Something. Do something with the if if not millions. If not millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars taken in. If not millions, because lots of donors that we don't know about, a lot of whales. We've got that guy from, from Odyssey. We'll talk about it on the other show. But, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, if, if you donated to them, if you gave them money, I would feel embarrassed and mad. And, like, they just want to go back to podcasting, you know? Like, this was, oh, man. We, uh, sorry. Do you remember those old deodorant commercials for sure? Raise your hand if you're sure. Yeah, mm. they were the guy who couldn't raise their hand. Tony, Tony's got the I mean, Tony's got the ring around the collar too.
1: Imagine you were so sure that a podcaster was going to lead you to the promised land that you raised that hand,
0: dude. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but for five seconds in Jesse's garage, when all of this was before, before everything, before NJP was a thing, when Mike was still on the. On the high of being the number one Nazi kingpin white nationalist in America. And he could give a speech. And his speeches were getting people to, yeah, right? But they were saying other things. But um, mostly Sig and Heil. But, you know, I fell for that for a second. I was like, wow, this guy has... That charisma, that ability to speak like that, at least Obama had. And I was like, he might not be real, but at least like Obama was a fake. We could put this guy up there and get guys. You know what I mean? Like he's a good, he was a good, and he couldn't even do that. You know what I mean? I never thought Mike was a leader, but I thought Mike could at least go up there and like be a good orator like Obama and have a bunch of people like consiglieries leading him around. Right. Well, well it turns well. out that all their consiglieries were half Jewish.
1: Whatever. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be a Nazi
0: movement unless there were a bunch of Jews around. You know who did have charisma, though? Oh, my God. You know who had a ton of charisma? Me? Just kidding. Uh, Jim Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Jim Jones was a very charismatic fool.
1: Did we want to take, like, two breaks? Did we want to break here real quick or something and then, like, come back into the content or...
0: Yeah, because we're like 45 minutes in. Yeah, let's take a little break. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll listen to a quick song. And uh, we'll be back in just a second with Jim Jones. Back, this is still the paranormies. I'm still Johnny Manoxide with the one and only Dogbot. Um, we've got all of the fun stuff out of the way now. We get to the serious side of the show. Um, Dogbot, you said that there was a man who had a lot of charisma and could lead a movement and could do things and get people motivated to actually do things and to build a community and to take power somewhere and to do stuff. And to uh, um, what, 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 what happened with that guy? What was, what was that all about?
1: You know, Jim Jones is one of these sort of historical enigmas where everybody feels like they had him all figured out. Right. And I remember what it was like whenever I was presented this idea that he w- that there's a different take that people aren't noticing with the Jim Jones experience, you know? And... there was this account he was called snooty bayonet and his his uh profile picture was uh colin farrell from true detective season two uh after
0: hold on is this a twitter account
1: yeah okay And, and he's not around anymore uh but like uh the the profile picture was Colin Farrell's character with a ski mask on after he uh, like shushing some somebody.
0: Mm, I remember yeah. that. Okay, I know this guy. I know this this. I reckon, I know this picture.
1: And he had really great tweets, mm-hmm. but he he offered up a book list one day of some of, of some of his books, and he had what I thought were some very interesting books. And I, I've I've always been an avid collector of very interesting books, and the one that stood out to me the most was jonestown a cia a cia medical experiment a review of the evidence and i was like i have to have that and i had ju- i had just I finished this. reading i had just finished reading raven we did uh, and like i was very interested in the enigma that was jim jones and after we after we got a hold of these books i like i have never read through 700 pages of a book so quickly in my life now granted every page looks like it's been written on a damn typewriter <laughs> yeah it's not the- like, like, it, like it's probably a 400 page book you know if it was yeah. written in the kind of like typeset that you would normally see right in, in most books that and you would have the guy's name
0: size. michael myers gets me anyways because you know halloween but then it's michael myers m-e-i-e-r-s but whatever
1: and so this book was written from the perspective of the conspiracy left, right. Okay, so yes. so this is a mid eighties conspiracy left book that uh, basically Jim Jones was a right wing CIA agent saboteur who uh, manipulated black people and basically was using secondhand Nazi experimental knowledge. And he was put in charge of a giant medical experiment, uh, which accumulated down in Guyana and ended up with what people have culturally grown to accept as a giant cult suicide. And it's like the largest giant cult suicide in history. And it hasn't even been like close to broken yeah, you know, that record hasn't even been close to broken. The only other one that everybody remembers in my lifetime is uh, it, now there's the thing with the, the gas in Japan on the on the subway trains. But that's that doesn't count like like the Heaven's Gate stuff does.
0: Oh, like the rice. Was it like the rice and gas or whatever?
1: The rice and gas in, yeah. in Japan. Like people mm-hmm. think of that one. But that one was a less uh, less cult suicide than it was like them trying to like a terrorism. Yeah, uh, Yeah, that was more that was more a terrorism
0: thing. Yeah, no, Heaven's Gate was a cult. They all wore the same sneakers and cut their balls off.
1: It was a transgender cult.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah! It was, yeah. Well, they weren't transgender. They were non gender. They tried
1: to be. They tried to be like they tried to be above like. Beyond humanity beyond, yeah. by being absent of gender.
0: Yes, we did. But, that was a great a whole... show, dude. That was a really good. That was one of the first times I, I started getting into cults, like looking into like I had, you know, what we do here at the Paranormies, we look into a lot of really weird stuff. I had never really looked into cults, and Heaven's Gate was the first one that we actually really looked into. And good lord! And the guy that ran it, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, Applegate.
1: Applegate.
0: Applegate, that's right. Yeah, was it Applegate or Apple White?
1: Well, now you're making me second guess. That's what I'm saying. I, That's thought, what... I thought it was Applegate, but it could well, be Well, I
0: White. thought it was Applegate, but then the, could, that reminds me of Christina Applegate. And is that... I uh, man, I got to look this up.
1: But any, a- anyway, like, we've, we've covered the first two main sections of this book, which is we, we talked... You in were the right. First
0: separate- Hold on. Let me... You were right. Marshall Applewhite. No, it was me. Marshall Applewhite. You said Applegate. I was right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah, for the first time... I was actually right. Dogbot does this shit to me constantly. And I'm like, no, 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 it's this. And he's like, no, it's this. And I'm like, I look, and it's that. I got gotcha. hey, you. He got one. Yay. I yay get for w- you, buddy. No, oh, whatever. I know. <laughs> Don't do the yay for you, buddy. <laughs> Slap you. Anyways. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um,
1: Gold star is on the way.
0: Absolutely. An attempt was made. Um,
1: and, a, and a red smiley face.
0: And a red smiley face. Can I get a... Re- well, can I can I get a chairman's... Listen, if there is a chairman's circle pin out there... I got to do this. If there's one out there, send it to the P.O. box, please. I will pay for it.
1: Um.
0: no.
1: Just... Anyway. Come on. Just,
0: just... Just... just I don't know. Just... Have- I'm joking. I don't want it. Anyways. So Marshall Applewhite, yeah, he was the guy from the Heaven's Gate. And you always have... You have your gregarious, charismatic leader. And this guy... But this guy looks like he should be doing... I don't know what the hell he looks like. He looks like he's a he's a it, very strange looking man. They always have but these we're eyes. Not, we're not talking about no. I know, ski. but they have that same sort of eye. The Jim jo- the eyes. He has the same sort of eyes as Jim Jones, but which you never well, got to see Jim Jones's crazy eyes though, because he always wore those those sunglasses.
1: That was smart of him. That that also hid all the bags under his eyes from the the amount of drugs that he started doing right. towards the end. The amount of cocaine. It was yeah, not. Yeah. It was not good. But no. What. In the, first, in the first episode, we talked about all the very strange people that were part of the experiment that, you know, that, that basically helped carry out the experiment while mm-hmm. Jim Jones was the de facto figurehead of it. Yes. You know, and and then, then the second episode, we talked about the strange things going on with Jim Jones himself. Now, we're skipping ahead here. We're going straight to Guyana. We're skipping over all the political intrigue that he got himself into uh, in San Francisco. And to sum it all up is he was buddy-buddy. He was like huge political buddy-buddies with everybody everybody important in the late 70s time period. He even had the ear of the first lady, uh, Jimmy Carter's wife. So like he, he, like this guy was very well connected and then things started unraveling very, very, very fast because there were some people that had escaped the experiment, mm-hmm. the, the cult experiment, and they were speaking out and uh, it was very hard to contain at that point. So what he had been doing in California up to that point was. He helped establish a welfare system. He helped advocate for the establishment of a welfare system in California in which he had situated people's church members at every bureaucratic focal point to, to, to basically grift and, and seize the money from to funnel into the project down in Guyana. So that was a way of – and that was totally accepted And everybody was fine with it because it was an intergovernmental agency uh, way of basically not using taxpayer funds, but using taxpayer funds for the experiment. This is all the supposition of the author. You know, it it is true that he had people's church members in all these places. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I tend to believe, I, I, I tend to think that this guy's theory about what went on in Jonestown is fairly credible. Mm-hmm. I know I know, we get a lot of – we've gotten a lot of crap on this show for a long period of time that you guys believe every harebrained idea you guys talk about. I don't think that's true, but this is one of those things that after I was done reading the book, I was like, that's – Pretty solid.
0: It's fairly plausible. A lot of the stuff in this is very plausible. Uh, it makes sense. It fits together. Um, the timelines fit together. The the suppositions make sense.
1: So. so his his thesis on chapter eleven, which is entitled "The Experiment," I'm going to read the thesis really quick because I think I think he words this very well. Uh, Jim Jones was an expert in the psychic science of coercive persuasion, behavior modification mind control and brainwashing it was his favorite subject ever since the early days in indianapolis when he studied and altered primate behavior what's the first the first modern studies into the psychic sciences took place in nazi germany following world war ii in the united states impressed with the superior knowledge of the nazi scientists placed them and their research under the security and direction of the newly formed cia the CIA employed hundreds of scientists and behavioral experts in over 149 different projects located in laboratories throughout the world. Hmm. This multi million dollar super secret project was given the codename MKUltra. Their psychic research encompassed hypnosis, sensory deprivation, electroshock, ESP, subliminal projection, sleep deprivation, sleep touching, teaching, and the development of hundreds of mind altering drugs. By the early 1960s, most of the work had progressed as far as it could in a laboratory, and the CIA gathered the results of the lab experiments to compile a comprehensive study in the psychic sciences. The compiled data was given to their agent, Jim Jones, who is assigned the task of conducting an actual field test to verify and improve upon the results of the lab tests. Hmm. Considering the vast amount of knowledge he possessed... Both from his personal research and from the MKUltra project, Jim Jones was the foremost authority on the psychic scientists, uh, sciences in the world. I, th- I, I find that thesis to be absolutely fascinating because uh, when, he wa- when he did live in Indianapolis, he was known for selling primates and, mm-hmm. uh, and picking up stray
0: dogs. Oh, and that's right. Like no, that that's I, I had totally forgotten about the primate stuff. That was when I was like, what? I totally had forgotten. He had, had, forgotten he had him. a bizarre level of access
1: for somebody in the '60s and '70s to very rare primates that seemed to appear like they 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 were shipped to him, you know. And it's like, dude, where are you getting chimpanzees from?
0: Right, where are you? Some what was his father again? I forgot what his father was, but it was like but some...
1: An alcoholic Ku Klux Klan member. Okay.
0: An alcoholic's Klan member, somehow, his kid was somehow getting chimpanzees shipped to him in the middle of nowhere in Indiana. Indiana. That doesn't make any sense at all to the normal human being's brain. You know, and yet, to a person and yet, who thinks...
1: And, and yet, it's a well-known part of his, of his past. It's, it's a well-known a, part of his past that he except- trained
0: monkeys. Yes, he was a monkey trainer.
1: What? Yo, um So, eventually, eventually, most, uh, eventually, he became very involved in a pilot program and uh, of the federal government designed to evaluate the feasibility of deinstitutionalizing the nation's mental ill uh, sanitariums, mm-hmm. and it was called the the Mendocino Plan. So because he had so many people from the People's Temple already insinuate he's already insinuated them in different bureaucratic positions in California. Right. He he was able to extract actual mentally ill health patients and have them shipped down to Guyana to run tests on them, sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. sensory deprivation, put like getting them like putting them on mind altering sem- substances this and is all thing with their brains down, down like out of the range of the of the general public down in guyana
0: this is all around and what years what years was this
1: 1972 okay
0: it's 1972 this is all the time when the cia was getting heavily into getting i mean the the acid was all over the place the the sodium pentothal, I believe, was discovered in 19. I think they did that started that in 1970. So they're doing all kinds of like drug research on these people that they were getting from mental institutions in California. That's, so he
1: had he had bled. Well, he He had bled these this program so much that the that there were so few mental mentally ill patients in these sanitariums. That the governor Ronald Reagan at the time decided I'm going to close the facility because it's it's eating to it's eating up too much money and there's not enough people in there anyway. Okay, and so here's model and that model was transferred all around the country. And that's why we have mentally ill people roaming the streets and we're like, why can't we like put them somewhere safe or anything? We got rid of our entire sanitarium system.
0: Well, our uh, sanitarium system, which came from where?
1: Uh well I mean from from progressivism from no the, where did the sanitarium come from the century from, yeah, I mean was it saying the Metallica song
0: leave me be but that's a whole different story though we're talking the, the the we did a whole thing on asylums DocBot.
1: I I listen I'm, I'm not gonna get into Tartaria ah
0: anyway um you know what's funny I looked at a house and at their open at their open house the other day they had a a picture of Oh, you know the the big domey looking building at the uh, the Buffalo World's Fair, remember that? Yeah, yeah, they had a picture of that in their house. I was like, "What?" It's on their bookshelf. I thought it was so weird. I took a picture I, of that. I, I,
1: I tried explaining how weird the World's Fair stuff is to a, a casual person once, mm-hmm. and uh, about five minutes in, I was like, "Never mind." I sound I sound like a bleeping fucking lunatic right now.
0: What did you bleep?
1: I didn't bleep enough.
0: That, yeah, the bleep wasn't long enough. We should we should have done some white noise or something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I do that too. Like we'll be talking about something and, and like because you know because I'm in construction, architecture will come up and like one of these we'll talk will talk about a building that's local and it's like well what do you think of that building and it's like and it's like an art deco building right let's say let's say like back when I when I was working in Columbus there's a few art deco buildings in Ohio that are amazing. You know, and you're like, well, what about that? And you start talking about it. And like, next thing you know, you're looking and three people are looking at you like you have seven heads. You know?
1: Yeah, I just, I the way I sum it all up is I really, I really have a hard time believing history is exactly as it's been told to me. And and mo- more often than not, I, I, I at least get like a nod of approval, but approval, a nod of approval. And like, honestly, most people don't want to put too much thought into it. They don't because if it because if you start putting thought into that sort of stuff, then that that unravels very, very many other threads on Mm -hmm. the I'm very comfortable right now sweater, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it exposes you to a lot of not being comfortable about certain things that you critically think about.
0: Exactly. And people are yes, people are too comfortable and that's the problem and that's what they depend on. Anyway, going back to Guyana, which, by the way, when did Guyana end up in South America? I thought it was always in Africa. Did they know no, I know was that in Mandela, or is that just me being dumb?
1: That's just okay. you being dumb. I thought God. Guyana was in Africa because it sounded like, yeah, uh, it sounded like Guinea,
0: well, yeah, well, every Guyanese Guyanese that I had ever met was black.
1: well, that's because most of it most of Guyana was a, a remnant slave population,
0: oh, slavery's not real. Stop it anyway, uh let's get back. That's a whole other episode for next season, but back to Jim Jones and Guyana so. He was so what you said is he bled he bled the program that he had this mental health program in California in this one particular hospital is that what you're saying? Well, it started there. Okay, so it started in this one hospital and it got so bad. I mean, and not so bad, but like he he was taking he was taking patients to the point where there was nobody left to be patients in the hospital. Is that what happened? Like he emptied he, the hospital?
1: He was taking patients and the staff were getting paid far too much okay, and, okay. And eventually and also they were refusing admissions so at some point at some point the 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 population in these mental health institutions did not justify the amount of money the state was
0: spending to keep them open right okay what pages what page are you on right now i just lost my place i had to reopen the pdf what page are you uh
1: it, it, between 385 and 388 okay. i in uh
0: in the PDF or in the actual book?
1: Oh, in the PDF, it's 505. 505. Okay, that's where I was at.
0: That's why I was like, I, uh, I couldn't remember. Okay, 505. So he's, he's, bled this, he's bled this hospital dry, and Ronald Reagan then shuts the hospital down.
1: And Ronald Reagan is notorious for uh, causing the mental health crisis because he shut down all the mental was, health institutions. I, that was my next sentence.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, th- that was Ronald Reagan. Yeah, well, if you actually, if you remember back a long time ago, when before Donald Trump got elected, I was at the California State uh, Republican Convention where Trump and 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 uh, Cruz and those guys were, and I was walking around the parking lot with all these these protesters, these anti-Trump protesters, and I interviewed some of them, and um, that was one of the things they were going off and off about about trump so i think that's hilarious that was it yeah Nine, nine years later same thing anyways um so
1: uh the the book later goes into um them torturing children
0: yeah that seemed to be a big thing uh in the MK Ultra program, anyways, was the torture and uh, not only that, but removal of children from their families, that kind of stuff, which is torture to begin with, and then. Um, so yeah, there, yeah, the there, there's, there's, this
1: one, uh, there's this one. Uh, there's this one. There's just nicknames for some of the stuff for the, the torturing of these kids using electrochoc uh, treatments oh. to modify the behavior of the children entrusted in their care. In a locked room of the San Francisco temple was a machine that only the children would, uh, to be disciplined and attending nurse were allowed to see. So this was still happening in San Francisco. Yes. The machine was named the Blue-Eyed Monster, uh, though later reports referred to it as the Blue-Eyed Demon. What Tomato, potato, tomato, whatever. Some said this Aryan devil was a simple cattle prod. There's your leftist yeah. rhetoric. Yeah, there's your. You know, others claimed that it was a heart defibrillator or shock treatment machine the temple had acquired from the, the state hospital, and they the kids would not describe the apparatus. Uh, the, when they described the apparatus, it was a scaled down version of an executioner's electric chair. Jesus. They were strapped to the metal chair, and electrodes were attached to various parts of their body. Though the machine itself was hidden from the the congregation, the existence of the machine was not. Everybody knew about it, so at closed meetings, he would call names of children that oh needed to be God. disciplined. He would, a microphone was attract attached to the yeah, public address bad. system in the room and the, and everybody in the congregation had to hear the, the children being abused and uh, like the child would emerge from the room and, and go up to Jim Jones and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So
0: I don't have, later- I, don't, I don't have any words. Yeah, kind of later
1: stuff. later on, this was uh, carried on by telling them that there was a creature named Bigfoot in the jungle that would that lived hey, in a shallow come well. On, guys, uh, don't
0: don't drag Bigfoot into this with Jim Jones. I'm come just, on, I'm
1: just, I'm just no, I'm saying. not saying
0: you. I'm like, no, I'm I'm doing the the, the royal. You guys, you know.
1: So so th- there was a shallow well there, and children who misbehaved were lowered into the well where they couldn't see at the bottom, come and they were to- on. And adults were hiding in the darkness, and they made animal sounds and grabbed grabbed at the kids' dangling legs. Jesus,
0: come on. Okay, first of all, Timmy's in the well? Timmy's in the well. Timmy's in the well. Okay, Jim Jones, Timmy's in the well. Write that down.
1: <laughs>
0: Jim Jones, Timmy's in the well. Jimmy's in the well. Jesus Christ, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, bro, I'm sorry. I'm in a giddy mood. I've been in a gym oh, no, for the past no, couple days. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, th- this is just going over some of the mm. techniques.
0: I, I, I understand. It's just that's uh, I don't know. It's just incredible to me that they would actually like allow that audio out, you know, for the congregation to hear while it was taking place, and then have the children come out and like thank him for their punishment. That's just. I don't understand cults, man. This is one of those things I just don't understand. The whole Stockholm syndrome cult stuff. You know, I, we well we talked about this. Where um, talk about where guys like make bad decisions with girls, right? You know, you yes. can, yeah. Guys will just you know I can, her, I can fix her. 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 Next thing you know, they're married. They're divorced, and you know whole life is gone right but like this is this is a whole other type of and you have the girls who are like no i love him even though he beats her i love him i love him like there's that this is a whole other kind of stockholm syndrome that i don't i've seen that i've seen the battered woman syndrome in my own life i've had family members that that's been like i've had cousins and friends and whatever who've, who've had boyfriends and husbands beat them um you know and um so I understand that. Like I, I, I get that, but I've never like the stuff that they would like in this kind of occult situation, I don't I don't I don't get that mentality. It's crazy. So especially with because, children.
1: Well because, that, because he's built himself up as the only person that can help them out.
0: How does that translate when they I mean, do they not understand that other humans exist? I don't know.
1: They're hopeless. Mm. They're powerless. Yeah. He's he's deconstructed their psyche into a place to where when he reconstructed it, he reconstructed it in his image.
0: Mm. No, that's, so, that's a good point.
1: So another psychological device that he used was the sensory deprivation device that he called the box. Oh my God.
0: Now, uh, the, the, bo- box the box is something that, that I've heard Like they, he didn't just invent the box. The box is like this is like a Torquemada invented the box. You know what I mean? This is an, this is this is a torture device as old as time locking somebody in a small, dark chamber for an extended period of time really fucks with you.
1: OK, so so basically the description of this particular iteration of it is test subjects were locked in the chamber, which was then placed below a root cellar. Mm. The effect was that of being buried alive. Oh my God. Jones recognized the terror in the technique and ordered several additional chambers built in the shape of coffins. The test persons interred in the boxes were totally deprived of all sensory input. Without input, the mind goes blank and the subject emerges from the ordeal in a very receptive state for further conditioning.
0: That is pure mind control techniques right there that is some crazy cia deep stuff um and this goes back to operation i mean if you're talking about cia and mk ultra you're talking about operation paperclip you know, Yeah, these are these are the nazi scientists who were forced at gunpoint to come to the united states and were forced to become secret agents and perform these Crazy science experiments on on American citizens they were forced to do this by the government. They were forced to don't you understand? Mm. so it had nothing to do with the the new world order global governance that runs everything anyways and just was shuffling bodies into different parts of their organization to different tentacles of the hydra, but that's you know whatever um so. I mean, dude, these are some very, very deep, dark mind control techniques that he's using on people. And this is like, this is beyond just a cult of like personality type things. Like when you think of cults where like David Koresh, right? And the the Branch Davidians, he was having sex with all the women. Like, you know, just the women, right? And he was up there, you know, he was up there playing Slayer with his BC Rich. Uh, But, you know, it wasn't like this. I don't think like this is... This is like a level. This is literal. I mean, this is CIA type shit, dude. This is this is um, Guantanamo mixed with Torquemada mixed with you know the Inquisitions and like all wrapped up into one. You know, and, and then add drugs. It's insane, man. This is, and this well, we're is getting the, in, we're getting yeah. into the the drugs part here. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, next next page is the drugs. Yeah. The, so. Uh down
1: in Guyana, the Jonestown medical staff numbered 70. Okay. Most were psychiatrists.
0: Now, hold on. I call it. was there's a 70 member medical staff. How large is this facility? This is a facility that houses how many people?
1: Uh, I th- shoot. At the height, was there only like a thousand people?
0: Okay. A thousand people, 70 medical facility. Yeah. Just think about which that is ratio. A pretty
1: high, which is pretty
0: high proportion. That's a terrible ratio.
1: So, most were psychiatrists, psychologists, behavioral scientists, therapists, pharmacologists, and an army of nurses. <laughs> so, not there even doctors. Only- not even doctors. No, 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 no. There was only one doctor. What? <laughs> Larry. Larry. Oh, that's right. Larry. Larry Shatt.
0: Spell his name, please.
1: S-C-H-A-C-H-T. Larry Schecht.
0: Lauren Schatt. It- All right. Lawrence, Lawrence,
1: Dr. Lawrence Schacht. Norwegian? Oh, he's not, Norwegian? oh he, he wasn't an actual doctor.
0: Hold, hold on, Norwegian?
1: Not, uh, sure. Serbian? Uh, what about half yeah. Norwegian,
0: and half Serbian? Yeah. Jewish. How about it? Jewish. How about it? Jewish. Yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so Dr. Larry Schacht did what now? He wasn't even a doctor, you say? No, he was very well versed in the I Ching, though. Oh, which is good when you when you need medical help. The I Ching is good. It's really good when you have like uh like a really bad lay like, contusitory hematoma or something like that. I don't know, I'm not McNam, but whatever.
1: Uh the speculation in the book is that he is a direct descendant of notorious Nazi doctor uh Kyle Lamar Horace Greeley Schacht.
0: Ooh. Oh. I thought you were gonna say he was a descendant of the notorious B.I.G.
1: Yes, notorious VIG. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's, uh, so Jim Jones decided that Larry would be the doctor and offered to pay for his education. Uh, he was in pre med and uh, then he went to, he finished his medical school in Guadalajara, Mexico, known for cranking out some of the finest doctors in the world. Um, you know, it says in the book, California has some of the finest medical schools in the world. Why Jones sent him to Guadalajara is a mystery. Yeah, just like finding out that somebody goes to Guadalajara for a boob job instead of in, you know, Palm Springs. Yeah, that's a mystery. Yeah, obviously it was cheaper. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, like he needed a doctor on the cheap who was going to do everything that he wanted him to do. And he served his internship at San Francisco General Hospital. So he was a doctor, but, you know, he's kind of like not the doctor you really wanted to go to. But he was the doctor of Jonestown. And his performance in Jonestown, uh, his performance report varied very extremely. Uh, Several visitors uh, claimed that he was the most gifted, brilliant physician they ever encountered. While other residents reported he was so incompetent, they wouldn't allow him to treat a cut finger. So, you know, uh, basically, he was in charge. Uh, the, the, The following is presented as a summary of the parameters of the experiment. Uh, their cooperative efforts produced. So the purpose, the purpose of the experiment is to evaluate the effectiveness of two different mind control drugs on blacks and Native Americans. The selected drugs must only have an effect on these two racial groups and no others. The existence in the test person must be undetectable in standard medical examinations and render the test persons without a will of his own, but capable of of heavy manual labor the laboratory the laboratory must be totally isolated and controlled as to minimize any outside influences that might affect or alter the test results the test persons uh they must be uh black or native american and the the group shall range of all the age ranges of male and female the test persons must never be aware that they are subjects of the experiment they will be divided into three groups Group A will receive drug A, group B will receive drug B, and group C will receive no drug and act as the control group. The diet of the, the, test, the test patients are going to be closely monitored and must be assigned to ascertain their ability to produce under the influence of the drugs. The mm. procedure The procedure, the test drugs, must be administered to the test persons in small dosages at regular intervals, following which a definitive test will be performed to determine the extent of the drugs long term. And finally, the tests. There is but one definitive test to determine a subject's mind in comp- under complete control. The experimenter must be asked to commit suicide, the ultimate sacrifice. Those test patients voluntarily killed themselves to be considered under the control of the experimenter. Those who did not were not under control and due to the top secret of the nature of the nature of this experiment must be eliminated. And that's the entire crux of the experiment is that most of the people who were told that you're told in history classes committed suicide for their cult leader, Jim Jones, over 90% of them were shot and killed. Yep. That's... Because it it turned out only a very small number of them wanted to drink the the flavor aid with the cyanide in it. Yeah. Yeah. He had broken them. He had broken he had brought them all there and told them it was their dream utopia of peace and racial harmony and happiness. And while the rest of the world nuked themselves in the Cold War or whatever, they were gonna survive down there self-sufficient and they were going to start humanity all over again. It was a beautiful racially harmonized utopia. And then over time as they were all down there and they were trapped and they were cut off from their families back in the United States, he slowly descended further and further into madness. He was on the he was on their their PA system all the time just behavioral modification constant 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 he told them constantly that they were that there were venezuelan forces just on the other side of the tree line ready to pounce and shoot them all and kill them all
0: right right he had everybody all he was a very good fear mongerer. he did a very good job of with the fear porn he sold it he was a great salesman he was probably one of the greatest salesmen of all time
1: they depended on him for their worldview. They depended on him for their food. They, they they were completely isolated in a part of the world at a time period where I mean, it's still fairly isolated,
0: right? Sure it is, guys. Like, I have, but, I still honest to God, I couldn't find it on a map if I had to. I mean I'd probably take me a minute, but I can figure it out. But but, but, but like means, like if I if, like if I had to, 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 to do there. it really quick, no.
1: But even the means to get there at the time required like multiple flights and basically like Cessnas over hundreds of miles of jungle you know uh, go, using like river boats to get to ports and it just it take it ta- it'd take you forever to get there
0: right it it would take you dude i mean by boat it would take you a month No, it take a couple days but still it's crazy like yeah you, it wasn't like you had because it was a jungle, you you didn't have large airports to fly in and out of. Like you know, it would it would have to be all be chartered airplanes, right?
1: Yeah. If you decide you were sick of it all, your options were incredibly slim.
0: Walk basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Through the, through jungle through jungle through jungles that were probably- infested
0: with all kinds of stuff of spiders and snakes and stuff that'll kill you and eat you and eat you and kill you or however rape you and eat you and kill you and jungle people that'll do all the same things and. You know, the, all the Indiana Jones traps that might still be there. And don't forget about the weird Tartarian artifacts and stuff. You might run. In, you know, who knows? Who knows? You're going to have to walk, though. OK, you're not flying so, back. There's no there's no bus. There's no bus to the train station out of Guyana back to back to San Francisco. You know,
1: so one of the little side theories that's floated in the book that I wanted to mention before we move on to the the end and, and whatnot is. Basically the author says that AIDS what what I've heard a left a left-wing conspiracy theory since I was a kid was that uh the government invented AIDS to kill gays and blacks.
0: Yes. Yes, I remember right? that. Well, okay. I always thought it was weird okay. That it came from hold on, that it came from monkeys part of it. I always found it weird because I don't know anybody, and I know a lot of very strange people. I grew up in, I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up in Hartford. I grew up in the ghetto, and uh, a lot of black. I don't know any black people. I don't know any white people. I don't know any Puerto Ricans, any Mexicans. I don't know any Mexicans. Growing up in a lot of Puerto Ricans, though, but I don't know anybody that would have fucked a monkey. So, sure,
1: but, but also like, no like no, no human being
0: monkeys. fucked a monkey. That's the thing is like I never bought that. No, what I'm saying is I never bought that. It came from humans fucking monkeys. I never got. I, I don't believe that.
1: So. This guy is saying that the AIDS virus was beta tested down in Jonestown.
0: Yeah, that that's always been a thing, though that that theory.
1: I, I'd never I'd never heard till I read this book.
0: Oh well, Skull and I were gonna do a big uh, AIDS is fake episode a long, long time ago. That's actually one of the first episodes Skull and I talked about doing. Way this is way back before we even discovered quantum of conscience. So this is like 2017, maybe. Um, but yeah, that was one of the that was one of the CIA experiments is that they they, they were going to do that down in Jonestown. I didn't know that they actually did it. That's what the, is this what this guy is positing? That they actually did it. That's one of the theories well, that was where
1: it's yeah. said. It, yeah, there was a Soviet theory working its way around for a long time, and the okay. Soviet published evidence was based largely on the fact that a laboratory concerned with both the development of biological weapons and AIDS research was within close proximity to uh to to people who are involved in Jonestown. Oh, so so, so, so kind of so like so kind of
0: like, like kind of like, like Wuhan or the Ukrainian labs. Weird.
1: Right. And hmm. so a rather small department that was under the direction of no other than Mr. Layton, Lar- Lawrence Layton, the dad the 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 chemical the the chemical weapons uh master who had 3 uh, three offspring, and an ex-wife involved in the Jonestown medical experiment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very strange to have the entire family, all of your children involved.
1: Yeah, and that's who we discussed in the first episode of the series.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the father's name? Lawrence? Was it Lawrence? Uh... Yeah, uh,
1: Lawrence Layton. Lawrence Layton. Do- Do- Dr. Lawrence Layton. That's right. Dr. Lawrence
0: Layton. Dr. Lawrence Layton, Dr. Lawrence Layton Loafers Layton. Right.
1: And so, uh, in the summer of 1978, a, cons- a, a, conspira- a, a conspiratorialist, Mark Lane, and his colleague, Donald Freed, traveled to Guyana to meet their new client, Jim Jones. As a courtesy, they were offered the free services of the Jonestown Medical Clinic. Later would L- Lane would later write glowing reports about what he considered to be the most thorough examination he had ever received. <laughs> Freed was less enthusiastic about uh, Larry Shacht because he diagnosed him from suffering from a fatal immune deficiency that he had contracted from a homosexual act. The entire concept of such an affliction and its means of transmission were not known to medical science in 1978, which makes his diagnosis the first recorded reference to AIDS.
0: Wow. There it is.
1: And there you have it.
0: AIDS was a fed gay op.
1: So in the fall of 78, Jones sent a bunch of his infected homosexual followers on a paid vacation to Haiti. And that's where it says it blew up, was in Haiti. You know, that infected male prostitutes and then the AIDS epidemic uh, started in the gay community, you know, because those Haitian, those Haitian homosexuals went to New York City and that's when, that's when it really started to, to get out of hand.
0: Hmm so when they went to it went to Haiti where there was a bunch of african blacks that were gay. Are you sure it's just not gays?
1: I uh, yeah. I mean whatever man. Isn't
0: you sure it's just like gays just don't do that? You know? Yo, he, the guy brings age? the
1: the guy brings up uh, William Buckley Jr in here.
0: Uh, you um, tell know, us like about he, that.
1: Well, he 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 calls him Popular conservative and former CIA operative William Buckley Jr. Oh, Jesus. Uh, used national airtime to present his plan to tattoo everyone who tested positive for AIDS. He rationalized that diagnosed patients are knowingly passing the disease on to others who need some means to identify the carriers. And this guy goes on to say, oh, uh, that, you know, guess who else tattooed people? Guess who else tattooed know, people? Identify- guess who else drank
0: water? <laughs> Guess who else drank water? No, but I mean, like, skip ahead, skip ahead, skip ahead. And now California is now decriminalized giving AIDS infected blood. Right. So. Oh, yeah. oh,
1: not just that. But if you knowingly have AIDS. You knowingly have AIDS you have and you sexual- give it to someone. Yeah, yeah. It's not, a, it's y- not y- a crime anymore. It's not a crime if you don't tell them.
0: Right. It used to be a crime. It used to be a crime.
1: So the book says that AIDS is the perfect biological weapon It can be confined to specific groups, and since the incubation period can be as long as seven years, thousands can be infected before the first person in the chain displays any symptoms. Now
0: he is playing into the narrative that viruses are real and incubation and stuff is real.
1: But also, I think he wrote this book in 1984. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't care. I'm just
0: giving the commentary, bro. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Well, I, I... I'm not like I'm going out on a limb to defend the author. Oh no,
0: I know you're not. I know you're not. I know. I know. You're doing. You're doing. You're doing uh, doubles abdicate, right?
1: Well, I mean, they didn't know shit about AIDS in the mid '80s. They, Nobody did. Everybody okay, was scared well because
0: they hadn't made up all the stuff about it yet. Hmm.
1: Sorry, I was drinking water.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, I wasn't wrong though, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean they it's hadn't ma- they hadn't made up all this shit about it yet. It wasn't like they hadn't completely written the script about it by the 80s by the time the 80s came around. It took till the 90s when they added the racially based aspects of it, right? That right. it was it was more racially targeted blacks, you know, they 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 it was more prevalent in blacks and like they were, they were like they decided to make a race thing out of it. Um anyway, Getting back to getting back to Jim Jones and the AIDS thing.
1: Well, that I mean that pretty much is what it says about that. The the book th- then gets into the the book then gets into the drugging of everybody in in Jonestown up to that point. So they started using uh see, they started using Thorzine.
0: Give me you know, the start- Thorzine Give me the Thorazine. Who's that? Is that ministry? I think so.
1: Yeah. Uh, pentanol, uh, uh, uh Nambutol and uh,
0: sodium pentothal. There you go. I said earlier, yeah, sodium pentothal is one of the things they invented in the 70s.
1: Yeah. So like that, it- they're putting them in cookies and in treats and uh...
0: putting sodium pentothal in treats. This is like, OK, that's the thing that needs to be injected. This is another one of those things just like now where they're like finding fentanyl and weed. It's like yeah. you can't smoke fentanyl and do anything. You have to actually ingest it. This is one of those things where I think they just they just like scatter. They shotgun scattered it like into everything. Put it in the food. Put it in the drinks. Put it in the drugs. Put it in the toilet paper. Put it in the, in the hair products. Right. See what works. So, like Larry Layton,
1: the son of Lawrence Layton, who shot and killed the congressman. Right, his, I get those confused, the, but yes. In his defense trial, mm. uh, he claimed that he was drugged. You know, and that, and and that's, and and he was, you know, basically CIA mind warped into uh, participating in the assassination. But he was part of the experiment. Right. You know. Large uh, parks agreed that large quantities of Thorzine and other drugs were used in mental hospitals were available at Jonestown. So they used that mental hospital situation I was telling you about earlier to procure all these drugs without having it being directly tied to the government agencies themselves. You know, that, that, it, it was a way like the, the way the author talks about the procurement of funds and the procurement of some of these drugs, was using these social systems as a way of of not leaving a paper trail that would go directly back to our federal government. Okay. Uh, Larry Layton's sister, uh, Deborah Layton Blakely, another Layton involved. Uh, she said in her post-affidavit uh, that on Sunday we each received a cookie, and uh, cookie. everybody felt really great after the cookies.
0: <laughs> that's just. That's just. I mean, cookies. Like, I don't know, man. They're putting in, like, come on. You're putting it in the cookies. You're putting in. I don't know. This is this is like the whole Kool Aid. This is where people get get worried about stuff at Halloween because of this kind of stuff. That's where it all started.
1: So, following the final white night, which is when the White Knight is when he used the power of fear uh on everybody involved inside Jonestown to to have them all freaked out and scared that the world was closing in around them right, the Venezuelans it. were
0: going to come get him, the CIA was coming, and everybody else was coming
1: right and that that was a way of leading people to want to commit suicide based on the the parameters of the experiment right. The Jonestown guards identified the dead and cataloged them into two separate groups, those who voluntarily drank cyanide and those who had had been forcibly injected. And when they couldn't forcibly inject people, they shot people that were running. Uh, This took some time to accomplish, which accounts for the long delay before outsiders were allowed to enter the compound. It was several days, almost a week before outsiders actually made it into the compound right so bodies
0: bodies had been dead for a week and just laying out in the sun in Guyana in South America
1: right the corpses were dragged to one side and placed in neat orderly piles which was a mistake because death from cyanide poisoning produces like violent contortions right yeah so
0: yeah this whole thing was really terrible Like, these people died in one of the worst ways possible. I've had real food poisoning where I was actually poisoned, right? I actually ate something that was, you know, fairly toxic, right? And I've had actual poisoning. It is painful. I can't imagine what deadly poisoning feels like, right? I mean, I'm talking it feels like two pairs of channel locks on your guts twisting, right? That kind of that kind of bad. I can't imagine like cold chills where you're having hundred four degree fever, but you're also freezing, right um until you're dead, until you're fucking dead and your body's contorted your muscles, your muscles are locked up involuntarily because you can't fucking move because of the drugs that they've given you it's it's just it's oh man, it's just it's so dis- disgusting and disturbing that this this person could have gone through. Now these you got to remember, people—not just Jim Jones. Lots and lots of people went through with this. Went through with this with the murder of these people. It wasn't just Jim Jones.
1: And so, like the whole thing ends. Everybody, everybody's pretty familiar with the way that Jonestown ends with the congressman Leo mm. uh, uh, Leo Ryan. Yes, uh, he gets shot. Right but he, he comes to visit Jonestown, right, oh, uh, right, right, to, right, right. To, to, because he, because uh, a lot of his constituents have reached out to him and said, "I can't get a hold of my family." Right, I'm He's a California
0: congressman. He's, right.
1: a, he's like one of the few California congressmen or one of the few congressmen left in Congress that isn't actually like totally on the take. You know like he's like this sort of like activist sort of congressman that's trying to actually as far as we
0: know, know as far as as we far
1: know. as we know but do his job but that's that's the way he's been painted throughout history was right, that, right right that he right was, he 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 would champion these causes and he really had no like there isn't a congressman alive today that would do anything remotely similar that would
0: put them in uh, this kind of, not even that, yeah. not even ran the man no, no, I'm joking. No, he's, I'm joking. No, he, I'm joking. He, that guy, Somebody's no. gonna clip that and be like, "Johnny's the libertarian. He loves Rand Paul now."
1: No, nobody likes Rand Paul. Nobody likes Rand Paul. So. Nobody, likes,
0: nobody likes. dentists, anyways.
1: I like dentists are fine.
0: No, they're not. Nobody cares. Uh, like you work with somebody, somebody like like. like time. I,
1: I'm not saying I'm not saying it's as bad as a proctologist, but I don't. Wait, what's I don't wrong env- with proctologist?
0: You start at the bottom, you stay I, there. There's not much room for growth. I, I,
1: I don't. I don't envy someone that has to clean up after some of the the breath that i've smelled on other people all right you know what i mean
0: like sure
1: uh you don't want to smell anything ever again if you right, smell right, bad right. breath all right. day you know what I,
0: you know? I, I guess maybe you go nose blind i don't know
1: <sighs> maybe not um maybe it's like a sick pleasure uh so they were given this whole dog and pony show that night while they were down there. And then there's obviously the story of having letters passed to him that help me. I want to leave, you know? And so it caused a huge fracas. And that was when it was decided. We're going to pull the trigger on the experiment. You know, they, 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 they assassinate the congressman. They tried, they apparently tried to get rid of most of the journalists. That didn't totally work out because you know, uh, right. it just wasn't very effective, <laughs> and so uh, well who did they who
0: did they use to try to kill the journalist?
1: Well, Larry lighton right? Uh, Larry Leighton to kill the congressman, but then he sent some of his, uh, guns the black the black guys he trusted with guns right. to, to to the hangar <laughs> to to kill to kill the rest of them, and it didn't he, it didn't totally pan out that he way. He
0: trusted black guys with guns to do their job properly,
1: and so. Basically, you know, that's when they decided to pull the, the trigger on the experiment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you know, and everybody thinks that Jim Jones committed suicide. Apparently, according to the author, Jim Jones faked the suicide and is a, was able to uh, retire comfortably after performing the experiment somewhere.
0: Um, well, according to history, Adolf Hitler committed suicide. And probably he sailed off into Argentina and lived comfortably to the end of his life. So. I mean, who's to say this is just not standard, you know, operating procedure for this kind of, you know, these kind of gay up people. The, the, the the players in these ops, right? Anyways, uh, yeah, so Jim Jones supposedly committed suicide, he died with all this stuff, right? He died in the in the op. Yeah, and and Larry Layton never uh served a hard time for it. No, he got out of it because I, what was the reasoning for Larry Layton not getting any any sort of uh major time? Uh because he was crazy. That's right. He w- he got to, he did the whole uh was it schizophrenia or was it um, just unable to stand trial or what was what was the deal with him?
1: Well, I mean the insanity plea the infamous insanity plea right
0: infamous insanity, but what was his reasoning That He was schizo or he was just unable uh, inca- un- incapable of standing trial one of those right yeah.
1: but uh, the famous the famous line before the experiment uh, started uh, over the over the PA system the Congressman is dead, the congressman is dead. Come to the pavilion. What a legacy. What a legacy. It's time to pass over. This isn't just a suicide. It's a revolutionary suicide. Come, my children, before the GDF, Guyanese Defense Force Parachutes, uh, uh, the parachutes come in here to castrate, rape, and kill everybody.
0: Mm. Yeah, because they're going to castrate, rape, and kill you all. Yep. where well, they're going to rape was, you, castrate, he and was kill using,
1: you. He was using the assassination as the mechanism to trigger the experiment. Uh, yes. He had put the prime minister in power, and there was no way that the GDF was ever going to come in. Because remember, what we talked about in episode two was he was involved in CIA operations in South America that helped lead up to this, that right. helped pr- prime him to become this president this provocateur mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so he helped put the prime minister in power that like they he had was the guy well he was the guy
0: wasn't he like living in the capital city and doing all that. yeah we talked about this in episode two it was so long ago Dogbot. yeah it was a while ago it was a while ago we have, dude, this is episode 87 well, you do a... a lot of episodes i do a lot of content for free that's
1: true people should donate
0: people should donate they should They really should. I mean, like, I do do this for free. I do do this, and I have been doing this for a long time. And if you like it, you know, kick us down some bucks. We can do some more content for you. You know, keep the lights on here. This stuff does cost money. We stream on multiple platforms. Uh, We have to pay to keep um, our RSS up. We have to pay to keep other stuff, the website hosting, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also buy t shirts. Dude, geez, go buy go buy t shirts and hats. Go to national.com and go buy t shirts and hats. But let's talk about Jim Jones some more. Um Jim Jones uh he so he rushed this because well the, the sen the senator wasn't supposed to show up, right? Is that what the deal was? Like the senator was a surprise.
1: The senator was not like
0: it was not in the cards.
1: It wasn't yeah, that, scheduled. That, that, it was, just was like, oh was,
0: shit, that, he's coming. We gotta go.
1: That well, that was why. That that's what led that has led to the mythology about the assassinated senator being a wild card and not not on the take or whatever. Because, uh, you know that he he just he did things that he wanted to do and he didn't. Right, you
0: know, he but didn't you also to have to remember that all of this stuff is out in the open for all of us to see. So therefore, it's a show, and all of this stuff is scripted. So. There's also that so, aspect of it because we are the paranormal.
1: So Dr. Larry mm-hmm. Scat uh, and the poisons expert Faith Worley they gathered around a metal vat to mix the, d- the distribute the Kool-Aid cyanide tranquilizer potion. The recipe for which has been formulated some five years earlier uh, during their first white night rehearsal in 1973 that was back in California. Despite one report that Jones had threatened mass suicide by fire the year before, poisoned wine had always been the intended medium for the last the temple's last supper communion. So, the here's the recipe for mass suicide: fifteen gallons of great drink mix, the great Kool Aid. What page you on? Uh, many say it was an imitation project called Flavor Aid. It was.
0: was it was Flavor it, Aid. What page you on?
1: Was, uh, oh, I'm on uh five fifty nine. Okay.
0: It was Flavor-Aid. It wasn't Kool-Aid. Uh,
1: it was as close to wine as practical, mm-hmm. but it was not a last-minute substitution. Um, so it, several months earlier, you can see videotapes, and you can see... The, 15 gallons of grape drank. Y- yeah, you can see all the stock of the Flavor-Aid in the supply room. Mm-hmm. So there was 100 pounds of potassium cyanide. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah, you know, Um more important uh the uh than the flavoring was the cyanide or rather the timing of the cyanide it is critical to understand that though Jones had rehearsed the white Knight for over five years, he did not have the ability to carry it out until just two days before uh Ryan arrived in Jonestown that's when he got the plastic drum uh from from Georgetown in port uh port k Tuma k yeah um so the tranquilizers was liquid Valium and Darvon. They were added to the potion to ease the pain of death. Uh, you know, the medical staff filled hy- hypodermic syringes, squeeze bottles, and hundreds of paper cups with the poison brew. Jones called everyone to the pavilion uh, with the real to real tape recorder operating, you know, get the medication before it's too late, etc., etc., etc. And then he took a few minutes to debrief the assault team before returning to the
0: microphone. Right.
1: Yeah, you know, because he needed them to know
0: uh, th- to kill everybody. Right, right, right. You guys got to understand what's the proper procedures for a... how we want you to kill all my followers. Now,
1: some of them escaped. Uh, in the first round, uh, the infants were poisoned, but the, the mothers were not. And uh, Yeah,
0: this is where it gets really hard to listen to because they actually kill babies and stuff here.
1: Yes. Uh, she placed a black axe on any mother who cooperated in the murder. Uh, their time would come soon. Uh, the older children were next. One at a time, they drank their paper cup of death. The adults followed, and so did the trouble. This may refuse to drink the poison. So uncooperative residents were captured by the armed guards who had formed two concentric circles around the pavilion. The guards dragged them to the vat of poison where they were injected or somehow labeled involuntary. Ah, uh, the last to die were the seniors. Death from cyanide poisoning takes several minutes, during which time the victim suffers uncontrollably wild convulsions,
0: and finally suffocation. Yeah, it's really to gross to watch. It's really gross to watch.
1: So, uh, the first, uh, uh, the first outsiders uh, that saw the, the the, the dead neat orderly piles head to t- head to head, toe to toe. Mm-hmm. You know, um. You know, like it, 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 nobody, nobody seemed to question anything.
0: Right? They're like, "Oh wow, wow, dead people." Okay. All the
1: identify, all all the identification and the money and everything was gone. Uh, pretty much everybody's stomach had contained cyanide or traces of valium. Um, so you know, they didn't do they didn't perform autopsies on all the people. No, they,
0: they were just, just like, "Okay, everybody's dead."
1: You know, and you couldn't perform much you couldn't right. perform much because like they had been out there for like nearly seven days yeah seven it, days out in the smoke. sun
0: in South America everything's fucking gross dude flies yeah. maggots
1: uh Washington uh did almost nothing for for almost a week yeah hmm
0: so interesting. And, and when uh, they did do something, what did they do?
1: Oh, they, they, sent, they sent, I think, uh, Army down there to collect everybody.
0: At least they did something, right?
1: I guess so. Um, the first report claimed 400 had died. Then days later, the figure was revised up to 780. Uh, and after one week, the news media finally got to 903. Nine hundred and three.
0: Was people. that the final? Was nine oh three?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's a lot of people. Considering uh, how many people were supposedly there, over a thousand.
1: I thought there were. I thought there were up to twelve hundred residents. But, right. I thought. Uh, I thought it was
0: something like that as well. Yeah. Um. You
1: know. That the U.S. troops were expected to find twelve hundred residents. So the supposition from the book is that okay. Okay. The those involved in the experiment remained alive, and then they they. Probably moved back to the States, changed their identities, and went on to le- live the rest of their lives. Gotcha. You know, uh, a fun fact. Jim mm. Jones had claimed the lives of more San Franciscans than had the devastating 1906 earthquake.
0: Well, yeah, it's because the 1906 earthquake is fake.
1: So 300 people turned up missing. You know, the, the army went down there prepared to remove 1,200 bodies. Right. And they, they only, only found 90, 903. They only had 903.
0: So what happened to the bodies? Where is the, the money, Lebowski? Hmm. Sorry. It's, good. it's a good movie.
1: I, lo- I, lo- I love Big Lebowski. It's One of my favorite
0: movies. If you're Gen X and you don't like this movie, go fuck yourself typical genetics anyways uh yeah so what well what happened to the 300 bodies
1: i don't know but i was just thinking about how weird would it be to get kicked out of a cab by a big-ass black dude because you don't like the eagles
0: what big-ass black dude likes the eagles
1: right is that, is like that... maybe the the philadelphia football team right that's what i'm saying
0: that. like right 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 but
1: like don henley and the Don henley uh, steve
0: Walsh, joe walsh
1: yeah. Steve Walsh. Another That's guy, Glenn Coach Fry, like those guys?
0: Glenn French fries? Yeah.
1: Does he like the band because he also likes the football team? Does he know that
0: they're a different thing?
1: Does he know that Don Henley like had a fantastic solo career and Boys of Summer was one of the best songs of the 80s?
0: And he also did he also did the 9/11 song? I don't know that one. You don't know the Don Henley 9/11 song? It was an inside job done by the well-connected. No. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking that up right now. That's the fucking break song this week. No, the break
1: song is Godflesh, no. uh, no. Slate Man.
0: No. No, No. it's going to be an inside job by Don Henley. <laughs> no, it's going to be Godflesh. Terrible. What? Oh, I threw a water ball. It didn't make it to the... uh, Oh, I thought it was terrible. Okay, so Don, it was an album. What? Inside Job is the fourth solo studio album. Lead vocals, blah, 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 blah. Inside Job. While you were sleeping, they came and took it all away. The lanes and the meadows, the places where you used to play, it was an inside job by the well-connected.
2: Yep.
0: Hmm. Well... Good for episodes. Donald
1: Henley but he released
0: it in 2000
1: that's interesting
0: yeah that's the funny part I was waiting for that he released it in 2000 dogbot whoa how prescient bro right right
1: so prescient. To wrap it all up, mm-hmm. Jim Jones, mass murder, CIA agent, mm-hmm. could still be alive today. He'd be old as heck.
0: He'd be... He'd be really old. 90? Yeah, he'd be really old Yeah, if he was still alive. Right, 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 right. But he probably went to Argentina.
1: Yeah, or somewhere in South America where he was already comfortable. Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. But but Uncle Ladoff ended up in uh, Peru. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: I thought it was Argentina.
1: He landed in Argentina, worked his way up to Peru.
0: Oh, okay. Well, good for him. Good for him. I I hear they make good wine in Peru. So, good for him. I hope he had a good time. So, Jim Jones, man. um, San Francisco is a hotbed... Of some weird shit, some strange odd goings on throughout the history of the United States. Um, whether it was the founding of of the city, uh, the building of you know the city post the two, two earthquakes, I believe the fire and an earthquake. Right, it was nineteen oh six, and there was one before that. But like San Francisco, it's got a lot of strange stuff. The World's Fairs that happened there. Uh, those are another one of those the ones that the San Francisco ones are very odd uh, we, we haven't done a full episode on those on the San Francisco exposition but uh, zodiac it's, it's killer deserved. the zodiac killer yeah lots uh, of stuff Zodiac killer the hippie movement the the, hippie uh, movement. the weird obsession with killing yourself off of the Golden Gate Bridge um, it's the most suicided place in the United States. place where the most suicides are committed in the united states pretty weird
1: just insane
0: yeah i mean considering most suicides happen at like your your house you know what i mean like in the house somebody took you know what i mean somebody overdosed in a house right so it can't all but but like to have one specific spot one specific landmark one edifice be a place and it's a strange edifice. It's an edifice that, like, it's, you know, the the, the construction story doesn't make any sense considering the time frame and uh, the construction materials and the logistical means with which to build it doesn't make a lot of sense. But, again, you know, we're expected to believe that because official narrative. Brass plaque, John. Brass plaque. But um, that's for, yeah. So California and in the Bay Area in general, I mean, it's it's well documented that the CIA did lots of drug experiments on the citizenry of the Bay Area by by spraying them with stuff in, you know, in fogs. <laughs> Testing drugs and stuff on San Franciscans. No wonder they're so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I did love it there before they turned it into a shithole, man. It was it's, nice. It was. It was, the Paris of the West. It is again, huh? <laughs> They're both shit holes. That's the joke. Wah. Anyway, oh man, so Dogbot, uh, we good with Jim? You, no, I mean like Jim Jones disappeared. Nothing ever happened to him. Nothing ever happened. To anything. No, no, nothing ever happens to anybody ever. We know that. His body was never produced. Body was never produced. Yep, he's one of the ones. Body just. Yep, take her word for it. He's dead. We buried bin Laden at sea. Typical Muslim burial at sea.
1: We buried his body double at sea.
0: Right. So yeah. So that's that's the Jim Jones thing. Um I'm sure there's more there's there's more to it, a lot of the side stuff, but Jonestown was a CIA medical experiment. It was part of the MK Ultra program. And this is just Right. Is it was, just the it yes. was the field test. It was the
1: field test for all the MK Ultra experiments that were done. And isolated lab environments at
0: universities, et cetera, et cetera. Right. They just amalgamated it into one workshopped large experiment at a compound in central or excuse me in South America.
1: How far can we manipulate a large group of people into mm-hmm. believing uh, a what certain aspect of anything, and then what can we what can we coerce them to do through? Through drugs and behavioral modification.
0: If you don't like what we tell you to believe, we'll kill you. And they did. They killed Dun, them. Nina, 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 nina. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I never have to hear that shit ever again. Dogbot, um, we going to wrap this up? Bud. Are we good? It's good yeah. You. Yeah, right on there. All right. Well, um, thanks for that. We finally closed out the three-parter finally done. Merry Christmas, everybody! There's your Christmas present. Uh, Dogbot's back, and we finished up the Jim Jones trio.
1: I I wanted to um, I wanted to say farewell to the paranormies audience. Uh, I will. I'm going to be hanging up my headphones, and I'm very very grateful. Um, it's kind of hard for me to say. I'm very very grateful for all the good years that I've had talking with you and the guys about all kinds of interesting topics. We've had some really fun laughs and gotten to talk about some very interesting stuff, and I'm very grateful to have had an opportunity to do that with you guys. I I wanted to say thank you to all the listeners that sent random gifts over the years from (laughs) 3D printed Mayan death whistles to Little pewter wizards with orbs to ponder. You know, um, just some really neat stuff. And uh, I've had people reach out to me from time to time. And they've been incredibly complimentary. And I'm very humbled by some of the very nice things that people who listen to this show have had to say. And the people who didn't have nice things to say, God bless them. I hope that they're i I hope they're doing fine. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm not gonna say I hope I hope that, I'm not gonna say I hope they're doing great because that wouldn't be true. Right, right. I hope right. I, ho- I hope they're doing fine. I hope they're doing
0: good. I hope they're doing good. Fine. Doing good. Fine. Fine. fine, fine. All right, all right, all right. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. Um, but I'm very again I'm I'm very grateful to uh have had a chance to talk about all this fun stuff with you guys.
0: Thank well, you. Well, right on, man. Well, thanks for hanging out with me and and the rest of us for as long as you have, man. You came on uh as a guest back there when when before, right before COVID started, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh very first episode we talked about uh debunking ancient aliens.
0: That's right. We talked about debunking ancient aliens. We're still not done debunking those fags. We will we'll get to them eventually. There's there's only so much debunking one can do once a week. Uh but yeah. Um Man, yeah, we're gonna miss you around here, Dogbots. Um, you're gonna hang around in the chats, I'm sure.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um I am very content with being a very niche internet meme channel administrator. <laughs> and uh my channel, Chupacabra Kennel, is going to remain open and I'm still gonna be posting bugs and robots and artwork from old role-playing games and bad memes and
0: uh yeah (laughs) yeah you do post bad memes and
1: and songs that i'm listening to while i'm at the
0: gym right outstanding well yeah and you'll still be he'll still be you know muting you for being a dumbass in the chat
1: oh definitely
0: yeah. Oh, did you? OK, so uh, remember the oh, the old lady, the sweetie? Remember her from a couple weeks ago? Sweetie. They got muted in our chat. Remember I can't that? keep track. Of no, that's that one just stuck in my head anyway. So the the kill stream thing was going on in Skull's chat and she dropped in there. She it's a guy. So that that one dropped in there and brought my name up. And I was like, and Johnny, that fucking jerk kicked me out for blah, blah, blah. I was like, I just muted you like I'm about to do again. Mute. I love the mute function on, on Telegram. It's great being an admin.
1: The mute function on Telegram is far superior to the mute feature on Twitter. Yes. Which, it, which the the primary the primary need for the mute feature on Twitter is so you don't kick one of your buddies' buddies out of a group chat. Right. Yeah. But the mute Twitter on Telegram is they can observe everything that's being discussed and they just can't participate. So they can, they can literally just, they can get mad online.
0: Dude, they do do the mad online,
1: but, but we're not going to know about it because we're carrying on having a nice, happy conversation without you. Mm hmm.
2: So it's and, like it's like it's like,
1: it, it's like being on the other side of a soundproof window and you can look in and see people enjoying themselves, having a party, mm-hmm. eating mm-hmm. some nice brisket and having some like Christmas cookies right. and everybody's wearing funny hats, you know, mm-hmm. but like they can't come in and participate because they were they were such a tremendous burden that they were asked to leave.
0: But they can hear it, though. They can all hear it. Yeah. 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 That's the best thing. They can hear it and they can, they, there's nothing they can do about it. But anyways, Merry Christmas, sir.
1: Merry Christmas. I'm That's a Merry right. Christmas person.
0: I am a Merry Christmas person. I have Merry Christmas to a few people that didn't like it this week. Um, yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. We aren't going to miss Dogbot around here, but we, he will be. Dude, you're, you're just going gonna to continue to help out behind the scenes with the prep and stuff, I know. so. Not worried about that. Just, Dude, know, if I it. see if I see weird stuff, I'm gonna tell my buddies. Absolutely. That's what you do. Like that's that's how you that's how this happened, anyways. That's how this whole program began. It was just a bunch of buddies who saw stuff that they liked and they talked about it in group chats and they talked about it on Skype calls and it became a podcast. That's just how this happens. Mm-hmm. And there will be others. You know, we still have others. We have, you know, Reinhardt and Grognak and Jack. And Aether and we have Fash Gordon and a lot of other people are coming around to help out. So we have plenty of guests. Alt so don't forget Alt Skull. Jesus Christ, I almost forgot Skull.
1: <laughs> I mean it's it's How could I forget it, how could
0: I forget the Jewish hand behind the puppet in the curtain behind the, the head well, of be, the oh.
1: it's I mean you you might like accidentally forget about him because he thinks beans belong in chili or something.
0: Oh will you please oh. Okay, I'll give you the, the beanless chili, but it's GIF.
1: It's not beanless chili. It's just chili, and okay. chili doesn't have beans in it. Fine, but it's GIF. It's GIF.
0: It, no, you, you, no, pick one.
1: I did. No, pick you one. You know what it is. No,
0: pick one. You pick, you pick GIF or you pick beans.
1: You can't pick and choose what you're absolutely right about. You're not
0: though. That's the whole thing. Is you're not. You're objectively right in your own mind, and that's the thing with the beans. I'll give you the beans. I will give you the beans because Texas and like whatever. That's fine. Texas. I I'll give you that you one. You can
1: give it. You can give them to me, but I don't want them. So I will. No, no, give no them saying like I'll let you have. Who's hungry I'll, on the holidays?
0: No, that's fine. I'm, I'm dude. I'm. Are you kidding me? I'm never hungry on the holidays. We have plenty of steak and stuff. So um,
1: uh, I don't call them homeless anymore. I call them urban feral.
0: And <laughs> that's sure a good that's I, a
1: good name for him urban feral and i'm sure because homeless is not correct it's not i i'm i'm sure that they will enjoy your beans i will give them the beans but I'm it's jiff sure. buddy
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure yes anyway no wait a minute i was reading something no <laughs> anyways all right bro love you man we're uh we're gonna take off um and we will see you. Actually, this will probably be the last content show before the new year. Uh, next week is Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Christmas presents. You don't have to listen to us until after the first. But uh, there, will, there will probably be a Nationalist Enquirer sometime in, in between that. But until then,
2: Merry Christmas. And we'll see you all later.
0: Ho,
1: ho, ho.
2: Jack. This is the last time I'm asking you. Lower the fucking volume. I said, drumming my fist on my roommate's bedroom door. Okay, okay, I'm turning it down. He shouted over the sound of a woman obviously being eviscerated with dramatic sound effects with each stab on top of the music rising to a crescendo. Things weren't always like this. When I moved into the apartment, Jack was already living with Stacy, his girlfriend at the time. They had an extra bedroom, and the three of us quickly got on well. Then Stacy broke up with Jack. Overnight, she left the apartment and was never heard from again. Considering Jack's apathetic state, which seemed to be on the verge of collapse, I preferred not to stick my nose in his business and just accept the situation. Over time, his behavior deteriorated. He became increasingly short-tempered, messy, and above all, began to spend his days watching horror movies in his room at an excruciatingly high volume. His favorite movie was American Psycho, I now spent my evenings listening to the sounds of chainsaws and women screaming through the walls, and I was getting sick of it. That weekend, I had planned to go back to my parents to spend a few quiet days. When I told Jack, I felt like I had just told him that Santa Claus was coming. He was probably going to spend the whole night watching horror movies, and this time, it would be up to the neighbors to shut him up. Unfortunately, Friday evening, my train was canceled last minute. I went back to the still unlit apartment thinking I'd put on my noise-canceling headphones and watch a show all evening so as not to get depressed. After finishing the last season of Squidbillies, I took off my headphones to finally relieve my ears. Without realizing it, I'd spent the whole night in my room, and it was past 2 a.m. That's when I heard it. The piercing scream of a woman being eviscerated, and the laughter of yet another maniac. I dashed out of my room toward Jack's and raised my fist, ready to punch a hole in it if necessary. Then I froze, fist in the air. One thing struck me. I could clearly hear the screaming and stabbing just beyond the door, but there was no music or any other sound coming from the room.